This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! That's the hook right there, right there. Yep, I can hear you. Good, good, good. How you doing, man? I'm good, how are you? I'm alright. I'm uh, a little tired, just been a long week. Why has it been a long week for you? Uh couple of reasons uh, the semester started this week uh i i've just been kind of busy getting new stuff for the baby uh we got this thing because i guess we've just kind of given up so <laughs> we got this thing that's uh that surrounds the bed and basically turns our bed into a giant crib <laughs> okay uh and that was I put that up the other night when they came. That was exhausting because you had to like take the whole bed out and put the things in. It was, it was rough, but uh, I'm glad we did it. You know, he, it's a lot easier to get him to sleep in the bed because he was not sleeping in his crib uh, or really anywhere else. But we couldn't leave him in there because he yeah. didn't want to roll off the bed. And the things come up and down too, which is nice. You know, you know how like you put like the the guardrails up when you go bowling no it's like it's like that but much bigger that's hilarious oh yeah it looks ridiculous but i i, I don't i don't mind do you know how spoiled this child is his crib he gonna be telling other kids about his crib he's like yo my shit's an adult size crib they'll be like where it is a king size bed too but yeah he's definitely got a giant crib i never had a crib that's funny, man. You ever heard of a Texas king size bed? No. What's that? Apparently, it's massive. Liz was telling me about it like last week or something. Cause we, I used, to, I, I would joke about getting like a California king someday. Because I was like, I like having a big ass bed. I like having. This I space. didn't. I didn't know that there were state sized beds. I thought it just went to king. I didn't know there was something for the most part. Yeah, larger outside of like a custom mattress like shacks mattress yeah it's not like a typical thing like you're not gonna go and find sheets just anywhere i think for a california king size bed but that's like it's not common but it's not super uncommon either like you can look at stuff uh for beds and it might have information on it about california king if you happen to have one that it's not like super big compared to king i think it's actually the same length it's and just in the shape of California. <laughs> oh my god! I <laughs> that is, that's not the worst shaped bed I could think of as far as states go. Well, God, I mean, Hawaii would have to be the worst. It Hawaii wouldn't be, would be, would so be there. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a piece for your head, a piece for the small of your back. Texas is just uncomfortable. Not not because of the size or the shape. They really should be the most comfortable. There's just something about it. <laughs> you off. Uh, no, but apparent. But apparently, there's one called a Texas king size bed, which is significantly bigger. And I was like, oh my god, I want it. I don't even know what it looks like. Really, I've just done no research on it. I just know it's big. I'm like, give me that big ass bed. That's funny. I need a new mattress actually, so maybe I should look at. I mean, my room barely contains my queen as it is i couldn't go any bigger i could just make the whole room a mattress oh man i <laughs> i remember when we were moving from memphis uh we were talking we were getting rid of everything because the less we had to bring from memphis the, the better yeah because you know we weren't gonna like anything that didn't fit in the car wasn't gonna come with us so we and you know we got rid of our bed we got rid of uh, a bunch of stuff so the first thing that was like waiting for us when we got here was the bed and we talked about you know, the size of the apartment that we got at the time. I was like, yeah, we probably, it's kind of small. You know, we can fit a king-size bed, but Liz was like, maybe we should, you know, we could probably do queen, because that's what we had before was queen-size. Uh, and normally, I'm all about agreeing with my wife, but I, I had to fight her on that one. I was like, you know how excited I am about this king-size bed? I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> Oh, man, that's fucking hilarious, dude. I had no clue that you were so fond of a big bed. I, You know what? It's because I just like having my space. 
you know, I guess there are people that are all about like the cuddle, you know, like, oh yeah, we cuddle in bed with your loved one or anything. And I like cuddling, but you know, not when I'm sleeping. <laughs> I want, I need the space. Like just give me, give me the space that I need. You're like, nah, duck. Especially now, because I mean, had we gone the queen the, the queen size route, and now we have Booker, I can't. Oh God, it would it'd be way way harder. Uh, but luckily, there's plenty of space uh, for all of us. That's why we can only have the one kid. Yeah, it's not gonna fit. <laughs> um. Uh, before we go any further, I should note that today's episode is brought to you by Mattresses. <laughs> Casper Mattress is actually... <laughs> um, out of curiosity, have you watched today's WandaVision? No, no, not yet. Oh, God. Because uh, Liz and I just hadn't had the chance. Uh, she was working until the afternoon, and then we left to go take some pictures in... Virginia, uh, in Old Town. But it's, actually, it's actually like a, it, it, it looks like a nice, like cool small town. Uh, it's not, <laughs> but it's like the look it has. So it's it's really nice looking. Uh, but then you look at like all the little townhomes, and you're like, oh hey, I bet that place costs like a million dollars. Right. We we it's one of those places where we're like, oh, it'd be nice to live here. There's no way we'll ever be able to afford it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And what were you doing? Like, what were you doing? Like a photo shoot or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to get some photos done. Uh, which is, you know, I think originally our plan was we thought about getting some, like, waiting until February to, like, do, like, a, a family. Well, it went from, like, Valentine's to a, a Black History Month thing, which I thought would have been fun. Uh, which was originally going to be the plan for today, but the outfits we were going to wear, the shirts and stuff weren't ready. Um, so we ended up just kind of doing like a nice family thing. Cause we're just trying to get them done before the weather got too bad. Cause it's, it's cold out right now, but it's still, you know, bearable. It's about to get like real cold for a little bit. And so oh yeah. <clears throat> right on, right on. Um, what hey, so did you see the Resident Evil sale on Xbox Live? I mean, you probably already have all of them, but Oh, oh. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um I think I do have all of them actually at this point. No, I mean, well not all of them. I don't have uh Code Veronica which I don't know. I, it's it's pretty inexpensive. I think cuz I I think I think it's like 3 bucks on sale. I did think about getting it because since I don't have it, but I don't know. I just, I've got so many games to play. Like before I'm actually a little bummed. So I, you know, I have a little writer's group, uh, that Dak is actually in with me. And it's actually mostly a bunch of Australians and maybe like two Americans. So, uh, I was talking with them at about, we were getting together at like six thirty, and I got home from like our photo shoot and everything. And then Liz wanted to drive around a bit because Booker had fallen asleep and we didn't want to pull him out of the car and wake him up. Uh, so I was like, oh, I can play this game because I've been trying to finish Silent Hill 3 for a while. And I'm super close to the end. And then I got on the call and I had to do that. And I was like, oh, this, I, I just, I'm getting so close to the end of a game and then something comes up and I can't do it. So I, I'm like, I can't justify buying another game right now. Because of the, I think I told you like how many I counted how many games I have that I haven't played yet, and it's it's a lot. It's more than it, more than I <clears throat> than I'm proud of actually. Yeah, I got I got four games I think on deck right now. Uh, Watch Dogs one and two, and then Assassin's Creed three and Odyssey. Um, I tried to play Watch Dogs 1, and instantly I was like, ooh, if I'm going to play a Watch Dogs, I'd rather play the newer Watch Dogs, and also I'd rather just play Cyberpunk. <laughs> so I turned it off and put on Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll play Watch Dogs. I, uh, 
I'm, you know me, I'm one of those ones that once I have something new, it's hard for me to go back to the something that's old. Even, um, just cause like, you know, like once you got better graphics, better play, uh, game mechanics, it's just like, it's hard to go back. Cause like that happened with division two. I really liked division two and I was like, well, fuck, let me play division one and, uh, and you know, learn the story of Division One, and I was just like, I, I, I would play it here and there, but it was just like, ugh, so I would rather if I'm doing this, I'd rather just be playing with what I had in Division Two. And so, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, if I'm gonna be able to do these games. Yeah, I, I sometimes have that problem uh, playing some older games. Even if it's something as not even just like an old old game, you know, but just a few years behind a, one of the some like newer version. But since a lot of times I'm really interested in like the story of the game, after a little while I get used to it and I'm like, all right, no, this is this is actually pretty good. Uh, oddly enough, because I you know I pretty much I've played Silent Hill two and three back to back and as far as like graphics and even like voice acting and uh some of the gameplay is a little a little bit improved too compared to the second game i still think that silent hill 2 is a way better game not that three is bad but uh-huh. two just has such a interesting bizarre story uh and three is okay, is you know the story is like it you know interesting and kind of creepy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Two is just so so weird and like, and one of those things I normally am not into like the open to interpretation type you know storylines, but that that one that's a game that if you if you're into like David Lynch type stuff, that's a game to play if you haven't man because that is it's something else. Turns out I'm not into David Lynch stuff. No, it is not for you. Like, and I, and I, I always have to pause because it's funny. Even when you mentioned the Resident Evil uh, sale, because I, I, I was looking at it the other day and I was like, I know he doesn't want to play any of them because I was <laughs> like, don't say, oh, you got to play because I know you, you know, you just not not even that you're just you don't have the interest. I think you also just probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as as I do. Uh... Yeah, probably. What's that new Resident Evil game? Because I guess the demo just dropped on PS5 today. Oh yeah, it's, it's like uh, Villagers or something. Yeah, it's it's Resident Evil Eight, uh, and it, it's called Resident Evil Village. Really, is it like take- if I feel like if just don't don't tell me what it is because just based off the name alone, in my mind it's like a Animal Crossing set in the Resident Evil universe. Uh, no, it's, uh, I've, I've watched a little bit of, I'm trying to be careful what I watch cause I don't want to know too much. Got you. Got uh, you. it's, uh, I think it has, I think it actually has, I don't know if they're like traditional vampires, but I'm under the impression that they're like vampires of some kind. Interesting. Uh, it looks like a, some kind of like European style, uh, village that the guy from the seventh game is in. Okay. Uh, and so far, what I can tell is like there are the new major bad guy is this woman who seems to be like the the lead vampire or whatever, and for some reason, and I it took me a, a, a first couple of trailers of, or like the stuff that I watched to realize she's like a giant, and like like eight feet tall, nine feet tall, something like that. Like she just towers over everyone. Like at first when I saw. Like some footage, I was like, "Oh, she's like you're like the character's laying down or something, and she's like standing over." Like, no, she's that big. Uh, which would, if when you when I if I had heard that before, I'd be like, "Well, that's silly." But when you see it, it actually looks kind of good, <laughs> a little bit creepy, and because it's so unsettling that there's something off about her proportions compared to like everything else around. I got you. So, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I uh, 
I mean, obviously I am. Played all the other ones. <laughs> played, and, that's the attitude to have. I played the other ones. I guess I'll play this one too. And so uh, there, it, does, it looks really good. I'm excited for it. So there are eight games in or eight parts, but aren't there are a couple more like offshoots? So how many games total are there? Uh, I think there's like 25. God damn, that's a lot Over of games. And the, the first one came out in like 95. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of stuff that's like, it, it's funny because the style for a lot of these Japanese games, uh, you know, even though it has the number behind it, a lot of times you, they, they don't necessarily, fight. like you can play uh, a lot of the main line games without having played any of the others and have no problem understanding what's going on. I got you. Because it's like some of the characters will show up. So like <laughs> in the first game, uh, you have like your your two characters that you play, and then the second game shows up. Though none of those characters even show up. None of the characters in the first game are in the second game at all. They're hinted at because uh, you play as like the sister of uh, the protect one of the protagonists in the first game. Uh-huh. But that's it. Like, they're not around. I got you. I remember that, my friend. I had a friend who was really big into the Resident Evil series, so I I have like vague memories of him playing it and him telling me the story. Yeah, uh, well, even seven especially, there's and there's even at the, there's like something at the very end of the game that you would be like, oh, I know that, but even that is not something that if you played seven and none of the others, you wouldn't know what was going on. It's nothing like that. Like seven is completely standalone. I'm a, I'm getting the impression that eight isn't going to be. It's going to be more like a direct sequel to seven because it's the same. It's the same character that you played in seven and the, some of the stuff I've seen. Looks like there's something going on there. And I think it's. We, I'm trying to figure out why the protagonist from seven is even in the situation that he, whatever he's in in eight because he's not like a. In all the other games, you pretty much play like a cop or a uh, you know, secret or not secret, but like a special type federal agent or something. Gotcha. But in seven, you're just a guy. Like he's just, he gets a letter from, or like an email from his wife who was went missing like three years ago. And he's like, Oh shit, my wife is alive. She's in new Orleans. She wants me to come see her and find, come get her. Uh, and then shit just gets crazy and weird. Cause it's, it's not that it, it's not that simple, but uh, of not. so it's like he's just a, he's just a dude. So I'm like, what happened that he's suddenly dealing with these vampires or whatever the hell they are? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm a simple man. <laughs> just trying to make your way through the galaxy. Can't, is that an option? Are we going through the galaxy? I don't want to do that. Well, I, I was made, I was quoting Django Fett and then Boba Fett, but. Whatever. Does he say that? Oh, he does say that, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, first Django says it. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. And then Boba says it in The Mandalorian. I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Oh, he Django does say it. I forgot about that. It's been so long since I've watched the prequels. Hmm. I should do that. I've been. I think I've been putting it off because I've had it on my mind. But uh, Liz has never seen them, so I think I'd like to watch them with her at some oh, yeah. point. I don't that's my favorite thing to do, force my wife to watch things. Uh, that she doesn't want to watch? No, I'm sure she'd enjoy it. She's not. She doesn't, like, hate Star Wars or anything. Uh, yeah. She's just not as into it as other people. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, you know, she's just... I, I, she, She's more neutral than anything. At least that's how I get the feeling. Uh... You know, it's not like she, she, if I was like, hey, let's watch something Star Wars, she'd be like, ugh. Unless she was, like, really not in the mood for something, you know, sci-fi or fantasy-like. Um, but Which she's also, it? you know, just, just, she won't necessarily get excited about, you know, anything. Like, even hearing how good The Mandalorian is, you know, I'm sure that she's heard from, you know, plenty of people how great it is. You know, I've, I haven't gotten the, the impression that she has any Although I do want to watch it with her at some point. Um, what Star Wars has she watched? The original trilogy and the, I guess the first two of the new trilogy. We never saw Rise of Skywalker, so 
So five movies. Gotcha, gotcha. And did she like The Force Awakens and or The Last Jedi? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, thank you. This has been our podcast. <laughs> uh, no, she liked both. Uh, I just remember, you know, it's funny you should say that because I, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that on the podcast. Though. Well, the talk, talk about what? Uh, it's just that when we saw, uh, the last Jedi, that was like, you know, it came out like the week after her brother died. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was a good time. Like, you know, we liked the movie and everything, but it's just yeah, one of those things. Really. think I'm, you know, and I'm, maybe it's not something that she thinks about for yeah. all I know. You know, maybe it is something that like, it's I'm something sure. you associate with. And by extension, you then like, well, maybe she will associate that with it. Yeah, and I, that's such a, I don't even, that's the kind of thing I can't, you know, really gather how, how your mind would, would just random, would randomly jump to that. Cause I know that that does happen to her where like suddenly uh, she'll just have a random memory of him or something will come yeah. up. Uh, well, you know about this kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, you never know what'll trigger your. So like we so we've never talked about it. It's not like I've ever been like, you know, she's never been like I don't like I don't watch Star Wars because it makes me think of my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Uh, but I also now that you know that I think about it, maybe that could have something to do with it. But I'm surprised you weren't like she probably was just like the Last Jedi was terrible and I don't want to watch Star Wars ever again. <laughs> well, I mean it, that's probably the truth. It is terrible. And she probably shouldn't watch Star Wars ever again. I almost didn't. John Favreau got you in. He did. Right when I thought I was out, he sucked me right back in. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really got <laughs> I got. I got nothing. <laughs> this is the outro. This is the outro. I was going to say, how do you follow up the... Talking about dead relatives. With, yeah, man, uh, you really sucked the air out of the room right here. Man. Well, that's about, what I, well, no, I, no, no, I, even I talk about I this like, stuff with my therapist, Billy. I don't well, need to be no, talking I about it with you on my I was podcast. Like, ah, maybe I shouldn't talk about this because you know we're supposed to be having. You're like, oh, what, what? And so, do you do you talk about it with Liz at all? Yeah. Oh, okay. I it's not like sure something that she avoid. You don't avoid bringing it up. Oh no, no, no! Uh, it's not the kind of thing that. That we, you know, I don't like tiptoe or I'm not just like, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, like say sure. something about, you know, brothers or something and then go, oh, shit, what if that makes her think about No, I, <laughs> the only reason I asked, I just uh, watched a podcast um, yesterday and one of the topics they talked about was grief and it was because uh, a friend of theirs had died and, well, it started with a question from somebody who a, a group of friends lost a friend, but none of them ever ask how each other is do, dealing with the grief over their friend. And then that led the people on the podcast to talk about their experience with their lost friend. And, and one of the people was really close to this person. And, and the, one of the hosts was just like, I, I don't even want to, I don't even try to bring them up around her because I know like how upset it makes her. And so, yeah, I mean, you never, you never know what's going to trigger your grief. I mean, all of last year, pretty much the last two years have been pretty hard for me specifically because, um, I was approaching, uh, I was approaching the day that would be, that meant my cousin had been gone longer than he had been alive. And, and I struggled. It was a, that was a real, real struggle for me um last couple the last two years I mean it was May this year when that when that or last year when that happened um and so thankfully I was kind of distracted at the moment by the pandemic um because we were just coming back from being shut down and and I had to work on the anniversary and I I haven't worked that day since it happened, but I didn't feel like I could take the day off. Um, and it sucked. It was, it was a hard day and it's part of the reason I finally have gotten back into therapy. 
um, is because of, you know, how hard that that particular date was for me to deal with. Yeah, and grief is one of those things that it's so, so different for, for people individually. Uh, I'm sure, you know, there are commonalities I've noticed between people uh, that have been through similar situations like that. And, but then the way that they handle it or the way, you know, the way that they talk about it, the way that they feel, you know, not feel better about it, the way that they uh, cope with it can be so different. Uh, so it is like a hard thing to, to figure you know, to figure out, I guess, because you never really know, you know, one person who, you know, their way of dealing with it is to talk about it. Or, you know, Liz, for example, will often make just like dark jokes like about having a dead brother, uh, which some people are like, you know, that's not funny. You shouldn't joke about that. But that's how she, that's how she deals with coping. it. Yeah. Like, that's how she deals with it. Uh, while other people like at the very mention of someone's name like that, you know, they might just bust out crying even if it's been years later. So it's it's it is a complicated <laughs> well yeah i mean especially with what we're watching with wandavision that's what this whole series is about is clearly about her grief and her inability to deal with the loss of vision yeah which makes me wonder you know if he is gonna stick around by the end of the show because you know that it seems how are you gonna like I'm, if, I'm, I'm wondering if part of it is like she has to accept the fact that he's gone I don't know. That, that's one of a thousand questions I have about the show right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, my guess is Vision somehow comes back via the multiverse. That would be my guess. Yeah. Well, I'm also, I'm sure that there's also some connection to the multiverse in what's going on now. Uh because it's either he's because this version of, of Vision is either a multiverse version, or she has created him somehow. I think uh, this one. I think the Vision we're seeing, she's created. That's what I'm leaning towards too. It's, this is a real downer episode we're having today. I mean, you know, it's an interesting one. That's what people say when something's like not good. It's interesting. <laughs> Hey, uh, so what'd you think of my new movie? Interesting. Very interesting. Unique <laughs> choices you made. <laughs> oh, man. That is fantastic. Um, you don't watch The Expanse, do you? Uh, no. I, I, and you have the I, books, I, right? I, you have one of the I books? I do. I've got the first... I've read the first two books. Uh, and they're excellent. And I... Do you want to continue at some point? Uh, I just, yeah, because I, 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 I'm trying to figure out like what that, what the uh, good spot to be in for the books to start reading the or to what, what start watching to, to start watching after I've read because I don't want to be like I'm going to read all the books first because I don't know that seems like there's a lot of books, man. I mean, and I don't know, I don't know how much it follows those the books. I do. You oh, know? I don't either. Hmm. No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hope fairly close. Not necessarily, you know, not necessarily just for plot, but one of the things that that I really liked about them are the characters. So I hope that like a lot of the character stuff is similar at least, because uh, that's the best part about at least the first two books that I read is like I, I really like the characters and how they interact with each other. Yeah, no, definitely for sure the character and the interaction. I think what I like most for me is just um, the the universe and the concept of the universe. The fact that, you know, it starts and you're on the brink of war between humans, Martians, and the Belters and the, the intricacies of, you know, the politics of all of that. And uh, um, just like some of the the ideas that like the people who were born in the belt bodies aren't, you know, used to gravity. So one of the ways that they torture them, 
the belters like who are you know who they're trying to find out information from um is to put them in gravity and just like let let them hang on something and then let gravity like f- f- fuck with them because they can't handle the gravity because they can't have it the gravity so like you know they just like will drape their arms over something and then as they're as you know is is the gravity's getting worse or worse it's just like you know what i mean it's just like intense or whatever yeah, they talk about that in the books because, you know, there's a couple of characters that end up in a relationship and one of them is a belter and one of them is from Earth. I know what character you're talking about. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> but his, his thought process at one point of, uh, is like, I mean, it's not like I can take her home to meet my parents. She can literally never go on the planet. <laughs> True story. Fun fact. I don't know what made me do this <clears throat> but for some reason I decided to IMDB the movie 10,000 BC I don't know what what caught my eye to make me think oh yeah like let me let me look at that real quick but the main guy from the expanse was like the main dude in that terrible movie 10,000 BC and I was I like, never would have thought of that movie again if you hadn't just. <laughs> Dude, I was just like, that is hilarious. I can't believe that I fucking love this show with this guy who I've never seen before. And then I'm like, oh no, I did see him, and that movie was terrible. But uh, you should totally watch that show so we could talk about it on the sh- on, on our show. Maybe, maybe we could start TV a whole shows. we could start a whole new podcast like like how they how. They, how Data and Deck and Cloud have the Sander Lanch. We could start the ex- Expanse Lanch. I don't know. Expanse Lanch <laughs> on the on the show or on the books? Because it's the books. I, it's really, like, Why not both? Be... <laughs> Why not both? You've read them. I haven't. <laughs> we do a chapter a week. I've only read two though, and I don't know when I'm gonna get. I, I might not get through the entire series for a long time because I'm like I'm weird about reading book series i've noticed lately like i'll i'll spend a long time between books because uh, i i used to read a series like back to back to back and i would wear myself out on it where i'm like even if it was good i'm just like I'm yeah i'm kind of tired of the story because i've been following these characters for like five books straight yeah i i'd spend i you know outside of jake's book it's been very rare that I read books. Like usually the only books I even read anymore is if it's a new Harry Bosch book. And I think I've missed the last one or two books he's been in. Cause I just have fallen out of reading. Like I used to. I try to. to stay on top of it. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Like right now I'm speaking, on... speaking of, I want to, I want to talk to you about one of your books and if you've started reading it yet. And can you guess what book it is? I'm gonna guess that's a no. You I'm, can't guess. No, what book I really it is. can't. No, I'm like I'm. A li- I have a I have a book cart with like the books I want to read next, and I'm looking at it right now because I'm like, what book is he talking about? Well, you posted about it on Instagram, and I've it's the only books, it's the only book I've commented to you about on Instagram. Interview with the Vampire. Oh, you did do that, didn't you? Yeah, I, I love uh, I love that book. I love the I, series. I finished that book a few days ago, actually. What'd you think? I really liked it. Uh, yeah. I don't know that, uh, at least if I'll anytime soon, can you know continue with uh, the other books. Because I guess, uh, you know, I know some, I guess people really like Lestat a lot. But personally, I was like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and the, I, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I think you should read it to see what you think of Lestat after that. Because he's honestly probably one of my favorite characters in fiction. Uh, I might at some point. Yeah, I really liked it. I did think it was weird. It took some getting used to without, like... Occasionally there are, like, breaks in the narrative. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's a lot of long paragraphs because it, because it's the guy. He's just talking. Uh, which, at first, I was like, this is weird. Uh, I, it, took, it took a few 
30 or 40 pages or whatever before I was like kind of used to it. And then once you get used to it, it is like really interesting. I like seeing like I, I really enjoyed. <sighs> this is the outro. <laughs> Hey, Billy, if, if, if you would have texted me and be like, hey, I'm not going to be able to record, 100% I would be in bed and asleep right now. <laughs> I would not. I've still got too many things to do. <laughs> uh, no, but it was good. I like. It's funny because you know what book it made me think of a lot and not, and not in at all like similar ways with one obvious exception, uh, but... I was thinking a lot of the name of the wind while I was reading it. Cause that's another book of like a guy being interviewed and giving, <laughs> not really being interviewed, but like get, telling his story. Uh, and I was God, thinking I like, I, that book. I do too. Uh, why did Patrick Rothfuss have to ruin it? Um, right. <laughs> I was thinking though, how much I prefer that style because there is something about, you, you know, you really need those, paragraph breaks and those chapter breaks a little bit to kind of like let you breathe, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like constantly it. And granted the, it, it works for interviewing the vampire. Uh, but I, there, there's a, it, there, there are points where like, it feels like you're constantly building towards something or building towards tension. It's like, it just keeps going and going. There are times where I was like, I need to stop reading, but I don't know where I should stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was nice having like the, having like a clear, like in name of the wind, the difference between like, this is when he's telling the story and this is when we're out of the story. Yeah. I got you. Um, I I liked how gay it was though. How what? How gay it was. (laughs) I was like, there's, cause I was saying, I was like, when did this come out? And I was like, how did she get away with this? And nobody was like, isn't this a little gay? Because like guess, it was the '70s, and I was like, "What? Back in the '70s, weren't they like super homophobic? When they'd be like, why are these two men sleeping in a coffin together?'" And then she's got to be like, "Ah, they're vampires. It's okay. All they did was sleep." As far as you... oh man, I guess I never, I didn't pick up on the homoerotic undertones. I really? guess maybe I don't. I know. saw it all, all over the book. Like it was, you know, points where it was like Louis just like Lestat was very attractive, like. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with that. Cool. Uh, what he thinks is he thinks his best friend's very attractive. What's wrong? Yeah, with that's that? that's great. Well, it's like have you ever read uh, the picture of Dorian Gray? Um, no, but I know like the I basically only know the conceit of Dorian Gray a hundred percent because of um, Penny Dreadful, and wasn't he also in a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of those two is the only, my only connection to that guy. Uh, well, the book is nothing like either of those. I don't, well, I, I don't think. I've seen a little bit of Penny Dreadful. So, just, hold on, just, just, just so we're clear. The, the book is nothing like the Penny Dreadful show or the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic definitely, book. Definitely not like League of he Extraordinary does, He doesn't fight Martians? No. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a it's a really I remember really enjoying it. It's been like over a decade since I read it though. <coughs> uh-huh. uh, but even then, I was like, "This is really gay." Because <laughs> the, the way that they would talk about each other and like the other men, it was like you could tell it was because Oscar Wilde is famously known to have been gay. So you can totally see it reading the book where you're like, "Okay, uh, it's just so funny to me uh, the way that." that kind of stuff can go over people's heads back then or even now. Um, I think if you would asked me to list three facts about Oscar Wilde, I'd have been, he's a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Kay would have not even been on my radar. Oh man. Uh, I will say, I will say that interview the vampire Lestat and queen of the damned were my favorites in those series. Um, I read I, a couple I, of the I other ones, but I kind of fell off. The other ones, uh, I did um, look into the a couple of the other ones to see like kind of what they were about. Queen of the Damned actually did sound really interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, so if I did pick up any of them, I, that might be one. And I and I really enjoyed the movie version of of uh, I think probably because Aaliyah was in it, and I think it was uh, the film they. 
I think she died before that one came out. If I remember she did. correctly, I yeah. was I was reading about it after I finished uh, after I finished reading the book because I was curious because uh, Anne Rice really liked the interview with the vampire movie uh, and thought it was fantastic. Queen of the Dam, she apparently couldn't didn't stand. like. Yeah, because apparently it's like a it's not just a adaptation of that book. It's kind of like a combination of uh, the Lestat book yeah. and Queen of the Dam. Yeah, it's like they took one of the characters from uh, the Lestat book and then made the movie about Lestat and they're like, oh, her book's called Queen of the Damned. That's right. This movie's called Queen of the Damned. Uh, I did like the movie for what it was. Um, uh, but yeah, it definitely was not on the same level as Interview with the Vampire. Um, but I think I, I think I was such a fan of Aaliyah um, that it, I just was a fan of it because of that. You know what I mean? It's oh yeah. Definitely been a while since I've seen it though. Oh, there are some things. Uh, and, and I love like, the interview, the vampire movie too, by the way. I've seen parts of it mm. over the years. I don't think I've ever watched the whole thing, but I remembered the ending because I was wondering how, because I remember the ending to the movie is different from the book because I, as I was getting close to the end of the book, I was like, how would they end this like the movie ended? Because it wouldn't really work from that point of view. Uh, and then it didn't end that way anyway. So, Yeah, there are some movies like that where like, regardless of the quality of the movie itself, if there's somebody in it that, that I like, I'm like, okay, no, I, I, this, is, this is a good time. Battleship. I haven't seen Battleship. Is there somebody in that that... I fucking love Battleship. Is, is Jeff Goldblum in Battleship? No, uh, it, you know I think part of part of the reason I like it is because um, they use uh, they used a lot of vets in there, and one of the characters is a highly decorated. Uh, um, I believe he's in the army. I think in the movie he's he might be a marine. But anyways, he lost both his legs fighting in Afghanistan. And uh, the movie starts with uh, him, his character uh, in physical therapy and not necessarily wanting to be in physical therapy because he's depressed about his situation. Um, but the fact that they used a real, you know, vet who who lost his legs fighting for our country, you know, they incorporated that into the story. Um I, you know me, I'm a sucker for an alien invasion story. Um, and even the conceit of the battleship, like I remember when they announced this and I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And then I watched it and I was just like, fuck, I'm all in on this. And it's by no stretch of the imagination. Like it's not, it's like, it's not good, but I'm like, I'm 100% all in when that movie's on. I bought matter of fact, because I bought Tenant, I pre-ordered Tenant, I got a three dollar credit. They were selling Battleship for like four bucks. I was like, fuck it. I'll put it in the in the <laughs> on my voodoo catalog so I can watch it whenever I want now. But yeah, some about that movie just I get it. It gets me. I mean it doesn't have to be like the greatest movie ever made or anything to be uh I, get, and I, I was going to say to be good. I, I feel like depending on what a movie's goal is, yeah. it doesn't really, it doesn't really have to like aim too high right. as long as it's doing what it was like setting out to do in the first place. Like did it set out to win an Oscar? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. Uh, did it set out to be enjoyable? I, I was enjoy. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, another movie, cause I remember being really surprised and this one's, been some years but uh uh battle los angeles i would you know oh, i love that movie yeah that was another one that was like it's not like you know, there's nothing necessarily amazing about it as far as like the story of the characters or anything like that but it knows exactly the kind of movie that it wants to be and it's such a it's a real it's a blast man it's oh, a really fun movie i love it retreat hell we just got here I just remember my cousin wanted to see it because, like, we were making plans to hang out and we were going to go to the movies. He's like, 
I was like, what do you want to see? And he was like, oh, let's see Battle of Los Angeles. I was like, ugh. Okay, <laughs> I was I was in the wrong man. I was just totally good, <laughs> dude. I love that movie. I remember I remember uh, the last time Dak was out here. I was like, "Yo, let's watch this Battle L.A." And that fool was like, five minutes in, he was done. He was asleep. I was like, man, <laughs> my feelings was all hurt. <laughs> I love that, that movie, right? That sucks though when you like try to show somebody something and you're like, oh, let's do this, and then they're not into it. Like, or I tell you, I am very comfortable in my marriage. That is uh, still the one thing that worries me when I'm like, oh, I really like this thing, Liz. Let's watch this thing, and then like the minutes, it'll it won't even be like her saying anything. It'll just be like there's a line of dialogue that I've never noticed. It's kind of cheesy, and then I'll be like, oh god, she's gonna hate it. Uh. I t- I tell you the only thing worse is uh watching a a movie in a beloved franchise and walking out and thinking it was the worst thing you ever seen and then all your friends are like we fucking love that movie it's the greatest thing we've ever seen and you're just like I'm going to kill myself I don't know what you're talking about hmm cough last Jedi cough <laughs> but all your friends didn't like that movie though yeah no that's true it's the same. It's like Cloud doesn't like it. No, that's that's why me and Cloud are starting a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be about the Last Jedi and how terrible it is. This week, the Last Jedi sucks. So uh, it, a- it, it, it'll literally just be this podcast. <laughs> so. You actually reminded me. There's a podcast that I actually do enjoy listening to from time to time. Uh, that's pretty funny. It's it's uh, it's called, I think it's called 374 Pages We Won't Get Back, and it's uh, Mike Mike Nelson, the guy who did uh, he was in, in uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Not the first okay, guy. That yeah, was yeah. Joel. The second guy. Him and another guy that he works with, who they do that riff tracks thing together. Okay. They started this podcast, and it's like basically the concept is they're gonna take a book that they they don't know, but they're pretty sure they're gonna hate, and they're gonna read it, and you know give you know the the, the listeners like all right, we're gonna read up to like the first three chapters, and then we're gonna read these and ba- go through the whole book together, and then break it down as to why they hate it, uh, and it's actually. <laughs> it's, it was, I, I listened to the first season. I need to listen to the second. The first season they did Ready Player One, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" I remember liking that book. <laughs> and it wasn't until like a, a couple of years ago I tried listening to the audio book, and when I heard like the dialogue and stuff said out loud, I was like, "Oh, this is not well written, mm. is it?" And then I remember I also tried reading the dude's second book, which is actually what their second season is on. Uh, called Armada, and that was terrible. Uh, I, I remember you saying, that. "Yeah, I finished that book out of pure hatred." I was like, "I'm not gonna." <laughs> Goddamn, um, it's that bad. But then I didn't realize how how bad <laughs> Ready Player One was until li- like listening to them break down not just the dialogue, but the way that he describes things. It's just so awful, and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're right." Well, well, listen to that show. If you guys... it's, it's funny you bring that up because my aunt came down Monday to watch Ready Player One because she just got done reading the book. She absolutely loved the book and she really liked the movie, though she felt it took too long at that last big fight. She's like, that that didn't need to be that long. But she was literally laughing out loud at lines of dialogue. And I was just like, wow, this is kind of... I did not expect this from my aunt. Well, I remember... So I I had stopped reading like regularly for a while in my like later teens, I guess. Early 20s, really. Just, I kind of like just didn't have the time. Or just randomly stopped, whatever it was. Uh... And then one day I just I was at the bookstore and I was like, I'm going to get back into reading. So I picked, it's actually, I did this maybe a couple of months or around the time uh, I came to visit you for the first time. 
Because I remember when I visited you, I was reading A Time to Kill, and that was one of the books I got that day. Uh, and one of the other books I got was Ready Player One, and I read it, and maybe it's because I hadn't been reading much lately, but I was like, I remember, or just maybe they got me, they, they tricked me with all the, you know... The nostalgia? Pop culture stuff where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Ghostbusters, so... I, <laughs> I remember Ghostbusters! So I was, maybe that's like I was like, oh, this is great. And then like, you know, my friend Ray, I remember, you know, I was like, he would love this. I let him borrow my copy. He was like, you got to read this. And sure enough, he loved it, too. And that's why I remember being so shocked because I got Armada, the guy's next book, the day it came out. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. And I started reading it. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't seem very good. Well, that's a weird reference there. So like, so I was like, I have I made a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. You know, I think probably like, <clears throat> you know, you look at it for, uh, I think I just enjoyed Ready Player One because of, of the nostalgia. And I like the movie because I absolutely want to live in a virtual world like the Oasis. Like, instead of us calling each other on Skype to record this, like, I want to log in and virtually <laughs> Be rocking, be like, oh, you, that's how you're going to dress for the podcast today? All right. You're going to be the Mandalorian again, Jedi Poet? All right. <laughs> what? I paid money for this scheme. You know what I mean? Uh, I just... had to look up some quotes from the book because, like, it is it is, it's, it, it is pretty cringeworthy. Uh, like this. I made a big entrance when I arrived in my flying DeLorean which I had obtained by completing a Back to the Future quest on the planet's Zemeckis. <laughs> the DeLorean came outfitted with a non-functioning flux capacitor, but I had made several additions to its equipment and appearance. First, I would installed an artificially intelligent onboard computer named Kit, purchased in an online auction, into the dashboard, along with the matching red Red Knight Rider scanner just above the DeLorean's grill. Then I'd outfitted the car with an an overthruster, a device that allowed it to travel through solid matter. Finally, to complete my 80s super vehicle theme, I'd slapped a Ghostbusters logo on each side of the DeLorean's <laughs> gullwing doors, <laughs> then added a personalized plate that read Ecto-88. Oh, that is hilarious because I had not considered putting the Knight Rider light on the front of my version of the Millennium Falcon, but now my Millennium Falcon is totally going to have the kit light. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 could, it could be like something that you're known for because he follows that up with this short paragraph. I'd had it only a few weeks now, but my time-traveling, ghost-busting, night-riding, matter-penetrating DeLorean had already become my avatar's trademark. Oh, why are you ruining this book for me? Because <laughs> yeah, it, it happened to me, so it has to happen. To me. <laughs> oh man! This is when he. This is when he's like he can't. He's not getting along with what's your face Artemis, or like she's not talking to him. So I tried everything I could think of to reach her. I sent her avatar flowers. I made multiple trips to her avatar stronghold, an armored palace on Benatar, the small moon she owned. I dropped mixtapes and notes on her palace from the air, like lovesick bombs. Once, in a supreme act of desperation, I stood outside her palace gates for two solid hours with a boombox over my head, blasting In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel at full volume. That is not something that a woman wants, even if she wants to talk to you. <laughs> I, I completely forgot that. Does that happen in the movie? Uh, I haven't seen the movie. No, they, there is a <laughs> reference to the boombox. They're, they do the boombox thing, but it's not because him and Artemis aren't talking. Um, uh, that is, that's hilarious. You haven't seen Ready Player One, the movie, right? No, no, not yet. We I'm should sure. watch that movie. We should do that movie and watch that movie together. I'm sure that it's worth watching. Uh, if only because, you know, I, I think that even the worst movie I've seen directed by Steven Spielberg was still fairly watchable. You know? What was the worst movie? Because I never saw BFG because I was just like, I'm not uh, I mean, I, I'm sure there's, the, the dude has made so many movies. There's I'm so just going to say, if you're going to name a movie BFG and the B and the F and the G don't stand for big fucking gun, I'm not going to go see yeah, a movie. Yeah, it's like, why would we? Yeah. 
That's it is based on a book by Ronald Dahl though. Don't be FG, you know that, right? No, I didn't yeah. care. <laughs> I'm just saying BFG stands for big fucking gun. And you use it to kill demons, and I don't even play Doom. And I know that shit. No, I I, I thought the same thing. Well, if you ever want to watch Ready Player One, I'd be down to watch that one with you. Yeah, I'm sure I will at one point. I don't know how we'll watch it, though, because I couldn't watch it on Voodoo with you. Well, it's on HBO Max, so I could watch it on Max, and you oh, could watch yeah. it on Voodoo. I'm pretty tempted to try out HBO Max now with like all the stuff coming out. Uh over the next year at the same time as theaters because there's, you know... I mean, I want to see, like, Mortal Kombat, I think, is going to be on there, right? Yep. King Kong or Godzilla vs. King Kong, Kong, whatever it's called. Although that'll be a weird one not to see on a giant screen. Maybe I'll just turn all the lights off and sit just right from my TV. Just get as close as possible. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what a movie theater... You're like, you're really close to that 12-inch screen... Uh, um, that reminded me, you said something that reminded me and now I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> that meme I sent you about, uh, Godzilla carrying Kong in a, like in a baby, like a baby backpack or whatever. Yeah. I did. That's been the one thing that's always bothered me, uh, about Kong versus Godzilla is they clearly show Kong scaling a building and Godzilla is literally taller than buildings. I don't know what to tell you, man. Steroids are a mother. <laughs> I mean, That's why I, I'm happy. I, I, I do like the, the, I can go ahead. I can see like the fun side to making King Kong bigger to do the versus Godzilla thing for the fun of it. Uh, I, but, do kind of lose something because there is something fun about like the the big gorilla but still like not not like bigger than buildings you know yeah dude but could you imagine like if if they just kept godzilla like or i mean kong like his normal size and like you're like oh godzilla's about to fight this dude and then his pet king kong comes in and there's just like he just like there's just moves where he leaps off Godzilla's shoulders and fucking like <laughs> stomps some dude's face in, and Godzilla I mean, just I, fu- fire breathes on the dude. I assume that something's gonna because look, you can't you can't have one of them quote win without pissing off people or being like oh they shouldn't have done it that way. So there's going to be something, I bet, where, like, they're going to fight for a while, then some other thing is going to come up. They're out to work together to beat. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, ah, you know, I still don't like you, but I respect and, you. And we're fully going to get the thing where, like, one of them throws uh, the enemy at the other one, and the other one, like, does some wrestling-style, like, tag team move to hit it. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, I'm okay. I'll be here for it. As much as I... As much as I think it's bullshit they've made Kong the same size as Godzilla, I'm still here for it. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite like movie theater experiences, and I was thinking about this the other day because I've been listening to like podcast, this podcast called Halloweenies. Uh-huh. Uh, I think you like, talked it, about it before. Have I? I feel like it. Maybe. Uh, the, it's, they, they talk about like they have different seasons of the show over the last few years and each one they cover like a full series of uh, horror, or, like horror series. So like Halloween was the first one. That's why it's called Halloweenies. And they did Friday the 13th, whatever. So the one I was listening to today was about like Halloween six or something, but they did talk about what it was like to see it in theaters at the time. Cause one of them was, had also seen uh, Jason goes to hell in the theater. Uh, and they were talking about like, you know, Oh man, that movie sucks. But what was it like to see that ending? with like a theater of fans like that. And he was like, Oh, it was incredible. Like the way that we, cause that was pre internet. So like nobody knew, cause if you don't remember the end of Jason goes to hell is like, you see the mask and then Freddie's hand. And like, the, you see the sweater and the claw come out and grab the mask and pull it in. And he laughs like yeah. that would have been like, not knowing that was coming. That would have been awesome. It was uh, awesome. <clears throat> I bring that up because like 
this was still early internet days for me anyway. Like I think maybe I might've actually, we high speed internet might have still been a very new thing in my house when uh, Freddy versus Jason came out and we went to go see that. And I love the ending of that movie. I remember par- partially, I think because of the reaction of everybody in the theater when, cause Jason comes out of the water and as he's like, his body starts to like, he's walking up, and more of him is coming into vision. You see, he's holding uh, Freddy's severed head. And when that happened, every you know everybody in the theater was like, "Yeah!" Like clapping and happy for Jason w- winning. And then Freddy looks at the camera and winks, and you hear him laugh. And then it cuts to the credits, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. And then everything got quiet. Everyone calmed down. We started to leave, and then somebody went. Yeah, y'all remember that before you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I miss going to the movie theater. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do. I've weirdly had a craving to dr- like be out and drinking a beer at a bar. And that's like the last thing I would ever want to do. I miss that It's maybe too. not I the will... last thing I want to do, but I've definitely I, been craving that. I do too. I, I, I really want to like go out and have a beer or have like a cup of coffee. And, Cause I, I always liked occasionally going out with a book and like reading somewhere by myself while, you know, having some kind of like drink or maybe like a small meal. Yeah. Uh, which I always found very relaxing, but I remember when I lived in Memphis, there were a couple of times where I did it and I would run into somebody that I knew and <laughs> they were nice about it, but I, you could, they were like, I don't know. Isn't it kind of weird that you're just out by yourself? And I was like, I, wanted to read and I didn't want to be at home. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Ireland to take a writing vacation. Oh, that would be cool. Cause I mean, I figured I, I want to go to Ireland because I want to drink Guinness directly from the rivers that it comes from the, you know, the Guinness rivers that just flow across Ireland. Um, I mean, I don't think you're allowed to just drink it out of the river. No, but I mean, I want to, I want to, I, I want to go to the the source. I just worried that it'll be like in Willy Wonka, like you'll fall in and then get sucked into that one of those tubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a way to go! Um, but yeah, like I literally, I don't want to. I mean, I'm sure I'd want to. I'd go see some things, but honestly, I just want to go there just so I can have two weeks where I'm. I could just focus on writing. So I think I'll, I'll do that when um, I start working on the next comic book. Because I'm, I'm on the last chapter right now. Nice. And then I'll be done. Eric's finishing up chapter two now. And he's plotting chapter three. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I got to finish up uh, the first draft of the novel I'm working on. And... Dude, see... Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I think my, my goal is gonna be to try to like have it done between March and April because I just know it's gonna take me a little while to yeah get there. Dude, my man Jake has already finished his second and his third books. Oh yeah, you told me. I was like, that's God, that's a lot of writing, and like, and I don't know. I thought it because that's why I, I think I asked you. I was like, we got when he comes on again. I gotta ask him like how many words that is because I I was thinking this year so far. And like it's been what three weeks so I've had I wrote three short story drafts mm-hmm. and I haven't I need to continue my novel but I haven't really got back to it yet I've been reading over it to try to figure out what what the hell is going on because I don't remember oh man that's good shit you want me to cut any of that stuff out about your story or no oh yeah yeah go ahead especially okay. Not because I'm worried about people stealing it or anything. It's really just like I don't want people. I don't want people to like want to be like, "Hey, how's that book coming?" <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> uh, hey Billy, hey Billy, how's the how's the stone door coming? <laughs> uh, I'm poet. I'm Billy. Good night. This is the outro, this is the outro, this is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Well, how would you, how do you kill a vampire? Like, what do you have to do to kill a vampire? 
And he's like, uh, wooden stake through the heart, sunlight, you know, typical Holy, stuff. Holy water. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And John Landers is like, oh, yeah, but no, you can do whatever the fuck you want because vampires don't fucking exist. Whatever you need to do for the sake of your story, just make it up. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> They're not real. Disagree. They are real. And they don't sparkle. Let them sparkle. I don't mind. Whatever. Do not let them sparkle. Some people love those books, man. <clears throat> those movies. I don't get it, but, you know. I try not to I try not to give people a hard time for the things that they like. So those of you that are still listening and you're like, I can't believe Billy was so mean about Ready Player One. <laughs> hey, good on you. You like it. That's great. I liked it too when I first read it, so you're good. I you whatever makes you happy, be happy. That's what I care about. Is people being happy. That said, sometimes I'm just gonna shit on stuff. And that being said, I'd like to say those who people who liked The Last Jedi, fuck you. Yep. Is this I'm what's going to happen to me as I get older? Am I going to get like your age and be like, fuck everyone who doesn't like the things that I like? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think fuck everyone who doesn't like the things I like or don't, or don't like things I like or whatever. I specifically am saying fuck you to the fans of The Last Jedi. It's this one thing. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, any fans of Looper, fuck you too. What about Knives Out? I haven't seen that movie, and I won't see any of that director's movies. So uh, if you enjoyed Knives Out, Knives Out, I'm happy for you. I've, I've heard nothing but good things. <laughs> <laughs>